As much as I would love an American Olympics as an American, I think we as a country have to be very careful not to be bankrupting our cities. Mm -hmm. Because no country and no city wants to host the Olympics anymore. Hey everyone, welcome to It's Sports Stupid. I'm Maggie Gray alongside Richard Deitch. Richard, say hello to the listeners. Good afternoon, everybody. <laughs> nice. For all of the people who are new to the podcast, welcome. We're so happy to have you. For all of our old friends, thank you so much for coming back. <laughs> old friends. And being with us. We feel like we're friends. We appreciate the, tw- the feedback on Twitter has been fantastic. Thank you so much for telling us what you think and, and participating in our stupid questions and generally just being in contact with the show. We absolutely love it. All right, Richard, I can tell that today is going to be like pulling teeth. Because you are in a bad mood today. You have a case of the Mondays. This is going to be an F-minus podcast. F-minus podcast, but A-plus topics. We're going to go through a round of Rousey today. We're going to talk a little about the NFL Hall of Fame. Uh, We'll check in on the Rio Olympics, and we'll finish off uh, talking a little about WWE and the sad passing of Rowdy Roddy Piper, who was a favorite of Richard's growing up and also of mine. We'll finish things out with the stupid question of the day. That's something we do every week here on It's Sports Stupid, where we take something totally irrelevant, not in the sports world at all, and Richard and I give our thoughts on it. So we should get going into our first topic. Let's do it. We should get into Ronda Rousey. This is a big story from over the weekend where she had yet another knockout, another submission. How many seconds was that? 34 seconds? It's ridiculous. Who's still paying for these fights, That's by the, the thing way? that's amazing is that the, the because I was on, I, I didn't buy the fight, but I was on Twitter around that time. And You're was, on Twitter 24 hours a day. Right. You're going to have to be more specific. Right. So I was watching like my feed. And it's just fascinating how many people are were into that card yeah, and still wait. Yeah, but that's your feed. No, but Who I'm do saying, you follow? You follow sports people. Yeah, but the, but the point was that even though that fight went off at like 1.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. and even though people thought pretty much that Ronda Rousey was going to roll and fast, they were still into it. So what that says to me is that Ronda Rousey's star power, she's crossed over to a different place now in sports. No, you don't say of course. I think it's in the last six yeah. months or so where that's changed from just being the MMA's biggest star to I think something – Along the lines of, you know, wh- whatever, the LeBrons, the Serena Williams, yeah. Peyton Manning. I would say she's crossed over even a little bit more than, say, a Serena. Maybe not LeBron because he has the right, movie right, that came right. out this summer, but she's already been in several movies. She's also, I, heard, I just read today, come, she's going to be starring or she's going to be cameoing in like another three. Yeah. And they're doing her life story now, I heard. Well, she wrote a book, so right. she's got everything. She's everywhere. And she's, how old is she, 26? I'm not sure. I'll say this. She still comes into our studio in Tessai now. She's very well, approachable. And I heard without a posse. Like, she doesn't have 25 publicists and Just stuff like that. Just a couple people with her, the people who needed to be in the room. I love that about and her. And she was very cool and incredibly low-key. She's 28, Richard. Right. Thank you, Alan. Yeah, thank you, Alan. Look, the yeah. point is, I saw a story today where I think the, the memoir that you are talking yeah. about has um, will become a film, I believe, starring her, which is unbelievable. Well, I mean, things. at this point— Who's going to play her in the movie? There she's are still act- like she's still ascending. I understand, Maggie, but you even like have to Rachel admit- McAdams is not going to like get ripped to play her. But you you will admit though that there's always a bit of a risk to um, cast an athlete in a as as playing themselves in a film. I don't it, remember that ever happening. Well, I think Jackie Robinson played himself way right? back in the day. 
Um, I'm trying to think of any. Did Congratulations, Ali, Richard. Yeah. Did Muhammad you just blasted the memory of wow. Jackie Robinson? Did Muhammad Ali play himself at one point? I feel like no, he might Will have Smith as well. Smith played Muhammad Ali. No, that's 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 now, Maggie. Maggie, Maggie things the happen. world has not does, Maggie, does not go past 1983. For you, Maggie, it doesn't because again, everything's blocked out. I know. A block, 1987 <laughs> and up. I'm fairly certain Ali. I'm pl- childhood. Yeah. Teenager. I'm f- college. Post-com. Right, I'm fairly certain that Ali played himself as well. Um, we'll get Alan on that. Yeah, we'll get Alan on that. But but I mean, I think it is. I can't believe we're even talking about this and not her dominance in the ring. But that is a risk, I think, just as a film um, production. Do you really, as great as Ronda Rousey is, do you want her to play herself? I'll say this. I sat down recently with the CEO of Bellator MMA. Right. By the way, I think Muhammad Ali played himself in a film called The Greatest in 1977. I feel like that's what I was referring to. You have really good eyesight, not memory, eyesight. Correct. You can see the computer from across the table. All right, Maggie, more importantly, is there anyone you think in no, the next was, two years? No, I was years, right in the middle of a story. So what, I, This is more important. I, Who I will be Ronda Rousey them. in the next two years? That's, I don't know anyone else who's in the women's field for MMA. All right, preparation. Cyborg. Yeah, well, that's who everybody wants her to fight. Right. I know this person, but Dana White says she can't make weight. So what are we talking about? We're talking about a fight that, that can't happen. So, you know what? And I would say this. I think people will still buy and be interested in Ronda Rousey fights if she kills people over the next two years. You think people will still buy the fights if none of her fights last over a minute? I think the MMA, in the same way boxing and wrestling, are so great at hyping up these things before the event that I think you can drum up enough interest in people buy. I mean— Yeah, but here's the thing. She didn't say, I think this is going to be a fight that could go either way. For the last six months, she's been saying, I'm going to beat her in 30 seconds. And, and then she went out it. and did it. And the reason why people bought it was because that other woman, cha- you know, trash-talked her sure. uh, her father, I think, yeah, right? Yeah, committed suicide. Right. So the point is, like, that's that's how boxing and, and, and wrestling and all this stuff sells. It sells on personality, and then oftentimes you get in the ring, and the fight doesn't necessarily meet the— uh, the hype, but I think the hype, for whatever reason, still convinces people to buy. I think people are just impressed with her. She's crossed over to a point where she has now gotten the respect of so many male athletes that it's really catapulted her to the top of the sports world. And I think that's where we'll leave our Ronda Rousey conversation. She took Moving a good on. shot of Floyd Mayweather, though. I like that. That was cool. All right, Maggie, next topic. Let's do who should speak at Hall of Fames because I'm going to the NFL Hall of Fame later on this week. We're Is doing right? shows, nice. SI Now shows from Canton, Ohio. You, know, you thought the travel budget had been reduced, but clearly not. <laughs> no, it's expanding. Thank you, Ford. I'm going to be sitting down with Jim Kelly, which I'm excited about. That's Can't cool. wait to talk with him, obviously. Someone, uh, I grew up in that area, and he was a legend where I'm from. But not only that, just the the absolute hell that he's, he's been through. He's a Binghamton legend is what you're the saying? Last, in the last year. Just all of upstate, really. Right. He's claimed the whole state and most of Canada. But obviously there was some controversy earlier on where the family, and more specifically the daughter of Junior Seau, Sydney Seau, believed that she had been told she would get to speak on her father's behalf at the Hall of Fame, and that turned out not to be true. Not just for her, but they don't have family members or friends or teammates speak on behalf of people who have died who are getting inducted posthumously into the Hall of Fame. And that we, I hope we both agree that is absurd. This is a museum, basically, and a museum where rules should and can be amended. The idea that there would not be a place for Sidney Seau to speak— on what would be the most public um, forum for her father is ridiculous to me. And and this is what, you know, Peter King, who we both love, is very much a stalwart when it comes to these Hall of Fame rules. And that's where one of the things I disagree with him. I'm always of the belief Hall of Fame rules are made by people and thus 
Could made be to be amended. So this just fla- – that not allowing her at one point to talk at the ceremony just flies in the face of common sense and maybe common decency. So I think now where where does that – where is the resolution on this now? Well, I, I don't, I, the resolution is – She's not speaking is, live, right? She's speaking – do we know? The Hall of Fame inductions now are a television show. Correct. That's, I think, where this comes from. That's where this rule was born out of because they said it themselves in the Hall of Fame. When they have these five-minute-long, seven-minute-long testimonials and video tributes to these uh, people who have passed away, they found that the inductee, the sorry, the inductor would rehash a lot of the same territory that the video had already covered. This was a television decision. Right. Because if you're really interested in the person's life and if you're on life and you're uh, honoring them by having a family member or someone close to them speak, I don't think you really care if they're saying the same thing over and over again. This is a television decision. They want a show and this makes the better show. Apparent, you know, thanks to Alan as he pulled this up here. So Sydney will be sharing her thoughts about her father immediately following the unveiling of his bronze Bust, when does that happen, Maggie? Unveiling typically features the presenter, the enshrinees, so Sydney and Junior's three three sons will be there. Her remarks will be live and on stage in a fashion similar to interviews of returning Hall of Famers, but we do not know if that means that her remarks will be broadcast on television, correct? I'm not sure. Yeah, so it's not really clear from that. You are so correct. Here, you are, you here's are cor- the line, though, because this is someone, Junior Seau, who— He designated her— To be his voice, essentially posthumously, right? right? But this is someone who is all very much in our minds. We feel like we just saw him play not too long ago. Our memories from him are very vivid. A lot of football fans, it is. What's the difference between a guy who, say, was playing in the 1970s or 1960s and he passed away and maybe he's not in our memory and our consciousness right now and his family wants to get up and speak? Do you believe that everyone should be yes. able to talk? It's a museum. It, it, it's 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 utterly only meaningful to those who find it meaningful. Yeah. And th- to me, the people who would find it most meaningful would be the family members of the enshrinees. Listen, I don't want to sort of conspiracy theory this, but you do wonder because of how Junior Seau died and because he is connected to the concussion crisis, you wonder if there were some people who were sort of playing a little bit fast and loose – by not wanting to have the daughter of Junior Seau there because you don't really know what she's going to say. And you obviously on the Hall of Fame weekend, you don't want to – if you're the league, you don't want to be embarrassed, correct, on national television. But is it embarrassing? This is something that we all know is going on. The players themselves know what's going on. I don't know uh, if it's embarrassing. The Hall of Famers themselves, that she's not – or he's not the first Hall of Famer to have committed suicide. I understand. And then about the suicide. I'm talking about the CTE and the yeah. effects of that. Uh, you you might know this better than me, but I can't remember somebody on that stage giving a impassioned speech about CTE. Well, I don't think a lot of people use that stage to take up a cause right. or to – I think they use it as a memory and to share their memories of the person who's passed away, which is what Sydney said she was going to do anyway. But if you really are a museum, Richard, and what you're saying and it's it's – that's what the Hall of Fame is, then this is a part of their history that they can't run from. Correct. I mean, in, so wherever it happens, however it happens, whether it's at Hall of Fame weekend, whether it's an exhibit, whether it's a addendum, whether it's a wing, whether it's a something, they're going to have to acknowledge it at some point. It gets into the same argument about Pete Rose and Cooperstown and sort of like what do we ultimately want these museums to 
portray? Do we want them to portray a whitewashed version of everything or do we want them to portray some kind of accuracy? And I, I, I do actually understand both sides because if you are the museum caretakers, I, you know, it's much easier to promote a museum that sort of celebrates the game and the accomplishments in the game. It's a little harder to celebrate the rough realities of whether it was baseball and Rose or whether it was Seau in the NFL. I have to say, though, I went to it. This is totally non-related. I went to the Country Music Hall of Fame when we right. were in Nashville for Sports Illustrated Swimsuit, and we were finding sports tie-ins with the Country Music Hall of Fame. This podcast always becomes a travelogue for you. And when you have— Hank Williams Jr. Right. in their Hall of Fame. What's wrong with Hank? Oh, Hank, well, uh, yeah. yeah, Hank Williams Jr. What am I talking about? <laughs> so right. I'm like, well, this is connected to sports. But sort Hank, of. Right. Well, that's the that's always no, the issue. Re- regardless of Hank Williams's sort of some of the nonsense statements he made, he is a part of country music history. But they don't acknowledge at all any of his, you know. His, comments, remarks. Right. He's just how basically ugly they are, and he it's it's just basically it's just a celebration. Like, hey, here he is, right? And that seems a little odd. But that is a but. Listen, isn't that the case for a lot of sports hall of fames yeah. too? I know that's why, and this is why we get to the baseball hall of fame where you're not going to let PED users in when right. you've already let them in. Last one, would you have a wing, if you if you were let's say running the museum? Yeah. Would you have a PED wing where you basically had like a plaque and all these boards that said? These players are in the Hall of Fame, but they were part of this era. A lot Definitely. Of I, I see the Hall of Fame as a museum. So I say let them in and embrace it. Okay. What is our next topic? Our next topic is something that's close to your heart, Richard, because you're about to brag Le- now le- for the next 10 leaving minutes. Leaving this podcast. About how many Olympics you've been to and how brilliant they are. Right. Rio is essentially a sewer. <laughs> wow. And way, way to destroy all our audience for, uh, in Brazil. It's not their fault. I don't know whose fault it is. It's somebody's fault, though. Right. I think, I mean, we're, I don't know if Rio is a sewer, but there's some water, significant water Sorry, issues. Sorry, Rio's waterways are a sewer. Right. That might be more accurate. Uh, in this Re- is a big problem. Yeah, a disaster for some of the water sports that would be taking place. <laughs> and I wish I knew the name of the river. Um, but the the levels of toxicity, I mean, are our, outrageous. Our East, East river Yeah, I mean, well, I think the East River is probably far Lake better. Lake Erie well, but levels. It, I, th- I think that's a shot at Lake Erie, Maggie. It's unbelievable. First of all, the organizers claim that this would be fixed, and it's not. So, a- as always, yeah. Remember World Cup? Correct. As People always, Olympic organizers, soccer stadium in the middle of the jungle. IOC organizers, FIFA organizers say one thing, and the reality is next. But you know, you really have to if you're an organizing committee of these nations. I think you have to seriously think about, do you send your athletes in these sports? Now, they probably will because it's the Olympics and usually patriotism supersedes everything. But based on that Associated Press report, I mean, essentially they were saying the danger level of going in is like 99%. It wasn't even close. It was like basically if if you're in this water – you are going to get sick. Yeah. Well, listen, everyone's just going to have to get a hazmat suit and get over it. And here's why. Because no country and no city wants to host the Olympics anymore. Well, because, Beijing, Beijing does. Well, Beijing's the only one. Right. Because they are financially, can be crippling Correct. to a city. I saw this. First of all, they're not the only ones. I mean, you know, there are some very good candidates for 2024 in Europe that really want it. Paris is one. I think Rome is one. So it's not just the Ameri- – the, there's an issue in this country – because as Boston showed you, nobody wants to, no taxpayer should and wants to fit the bill 
for the Olympics. If you can privatize everything, that's one thing, but— I don't know. Paris and Rome want the Olympics? We'll have Alan look that up. I'm fairly certain that tw- for 2024, there are a number of major international cities that um, are putting a bid in. I'm sure oh, Paris is Way to is go one. out on a limb there. No. I, well, fine. I'm sure Paris is one. But also saying in 2015 that you may want to host the Olympics in 2024 no, no, real not putting a bid in. I'm talking about a and, real bid, And Mary. starting to build, you know— Swimming pools and soccer stadiums and all that stuff. All right, Paris has already and as you as you are Weisingheimer me. Yeah, Paris has already announced a bid. Hamburg, Boston, Hamburg, and Rome right. also in the frame. This is old. Boston's not in the frame anymore. Correct, but I'm fairly certain Rome, as I said, is and Hamburg is as well. But I'm fairly certain, Maggie, that um, Rome, Paris for sure. I believe Hamburg, and there's probably. One or two okay, others. Well, I can so the point is, there are major. I'm, I'm with you. It's yeah. I, as someone I've covered. I'm I if I see if I start tell, to say. Tell, tell, no, I'm not going to say because now many, it makes me look like a like like a hoser. It? I've covered every Olympics in Salt Lake, but that's not the point. The larger point is there <laughs> is will always be one or two cities that go for this, right? Because they buy into whatever you believe the mystique is. Sure. And f- f- quite frankly, Los Angeles may be one as well. Now, yeah, it's possible. It's possible. But I understand where. You have countries and you have cities who say, you know what, no thanks. I understand the of prestige course. that can come with it, but it's not worth, especially with this global economy, as bad as it is. We we both we both agree. There, I, if I had lived in Boston, I would have been flag-waving against it because it would have been a nightmare from traffic issues to uh, cost of construction overridden. The other thing, too, is – and this is something um, – you know, when you Maggie, if you're ever fortunate enough to to cover the Olympics, you basically I've done it twice. You've covered you seemingly uh, your travel too. Your travel budget is seemingly unlimited. That's the one like part of the. Well, I wasn't at Sports you, Illustrated when I did it. But the one I've part, done it. the one part of SI now, it seems like that is not unlimited. Yes, we're going Olympics. all the way to Canton, Ohio. Right, uh, but the the one thing Huge we would trip. we'd kick around and talk about is that, um, you know, were we in a city that really could benefit? From the games, because the argument was back in the day that you'd host the Olympics. It puts and, you on the map, right? Put you on the map. It would, it would, it, it would uh, result in a gigantic increase in tourism. It would change maybe a minor city to a major city. Well, has Bar- it done that for Sochi? Barcelona, no, not even close. Barcelona correctly would claim that it. I it don't did. know, but Barcelona was a big deal. The Sagrada Familia, all the Gaudi. But it's, people it, were it, going to Barcelona, not in the way they did after the Olympics. Sochi, it's done. I mean, Sochi's a ghost town now, so it absolutely did not do that for Sochi. It bankrupt Athens, yeah. which did not need the Olympics. No. Athens was cradle of democracy. It was already there. Turin, it didn't necessarily do anything for. You can't really judge the the communist countries because, like, they're, you know, China's going to do what China wants. They'll, You're they'll, never going to know what the numbers right. are Same anyways. thing with Russia. I, I would just say this. As much as I would love an American Olympics as an American, I think we as a country have to be very careful not to be bankrupting our cities. Mm-hmm. Would you ask, agree? Can I ask a question from off mic? Yes, off wow, mic. Wow, off mic. Who is it? Is, uh, we're, we're getting off mic questions. <laughs> this is awesome. great. We'll finally some I like feedback. it because you know it's not. This is when you hear an off mic question, this is not the Maggie let's format everything so it's crisp and perfect. Wait, I, I don't know if I can handle this. Go ahead, Ben. What do you think about someplace like the Northeast hosting an Olympics? All right, the question is from Ben Eagle. Uh, what do you, and Ben Eagle is one of the, uh, the mucky mucks around here. The question is, what do you think of a Northeast Olympics? So Northeast Olympics means to me, what, New York, Boston? Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Maybe Washington, D.C. Baltimore considered part of that. Is there anything north of New York that we should be considering? Yeah, Boston. All right, north of Boston. 
It's a Winter Olympics. Portland, Maine. Oh, you know, Port, you know, Winter Olympics. Portland's amazing. Well, not just that, but there's some. There's a lot of places that could host Winter Olympics, from Lake Placid yeah, to Boston. Yeah, and Lake Placid, there already was one. I'm there. always one who I, I'm always one who thinks that the Winter Olympics is more manageable cost wise. I think it could work in some American cities. I think Denver would actually be a great American city to host well, here's a Winter the thing. Olympics. But but again, this it, is it, why it gets ben back is a good to idea. it gets back to does the, is that a does Philadelphia, does Boston need an Olympics to somehow game change its reputation? Well, no. it's not about that, but what we've been talking about and why so many cities go bankrupt when they host an Olympics is because they end up building infrastructure that they never, never need used. again. Exactly. So if it's spread out between a different city, a few different cities, like, hey, Philadelphia, you do swimming, and hey, New York, nah, you're going to do soccer. That's a travel nightmare for that. But think about it, Richard. You just said every Olympics since Salt Lake City. So you were in Athens. Correct. Soccer was on a different island. Right, that's one sport. You had other things that were far away in a winter. Not Olympics, not as far between Boston and Baltimore. Sports that I, are, I understand that's ninety miles away. I think that you could actually have things that are separated, and you can have people pick and choose, and just have one Olympic village different, somewhere in like Scranton, PA. Different. Let's not go crazy. Different munis- Different municipalities, though. You'd have some issues, I think, with. Uh, with costs and who's paying and who's not paying, taxpayers in certain places. That's why it'd be a little tricky with different states, I think. It's not really? A, it's not a federal project. That, that would be a state uh, or a city project. So that's I mean, interesting. about putting the athletes up and right. who's that's, paying for the That's interesting, but I don't think it's— But it's much more digestible and manageable, and it's really not that far away. New York to Philadelphia to Boston, I mean, these are just train rides. What do you call the Amtrak rides. Olympics, basically? Oh the one God. thing you did hit on is, though, is right, though, is that the— the Olympics are always supposed to leave a legacy. You know, in London, they were leaving low-income housing in a certain part of where the Olympic Stadium was. You know, Athens was supposed to be the same thing. And it, 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 nine out of ten times, it just doesn't happen. No. Yeah, the, no because one, nobody needs an Olympic-sized right. swimming pool well, that's, that's ever. The, right. That's the biggest joke is it, it, these, they become, you know, the expression is white elephants. They sit, These stadiums just sit out there and nobody uses them. All right, Maggie, we have one last topic, I think, left for this podcast. And as well as a— stupid question of the week. Okay, so our final topic before our stupid question of the week, which is a real doozy. Right. So you want to hang on for that one. All right, Maggie, what is the final topic? Final topic is the WWE. People who listen to this podcast, thank you very much for listening. We appreciate you tuning in every week. But also, you know that Richard, as he told us in the last podcast, his guilty pleasure television show is watching Monday Night Raw. Right. I'm also I it was, I a wrestling it was also fan. Battle of the Network stars on ESPN Classic. <laughs> yes, that was the second one. Thank right. you for letting us relive that, Jim. But you know, it's been a really tough couple weeks, I think, for WWE. Very Obviously, much, we yeah. had the sad news of Rowdy Roddy Piper passing away over uh, over the weekend, Thursday night, I believe. He actually right. died of a heart attack at 61. So we, th- we think we're not even really sure of the final cause yet, but yeah. Is that right? Cardiac arrest. Cardiac it's, arrest. But it but it doesn't. It's not um, the it, it, the the people who are releasing that. I think are agents and stuff. It's very hard to sort of find out. We'll eventually mm-hmm. find out. Okay. Well, that's sad. And I hope he, I mean, probably, probably the, not not even part of the story. Well, but. no. I'm saying let's. It's it, the it, people close to him said he died in his sleep. Let's hope that would be the case. Yeah. You know. You only hope that people didn't suffer. Right. So Rowdy Roddy Piper leaves us way too soon. Just sixty one. Um, has kids. Yeah, great, great family. Was really close with them. I had Tito Santana on SI Now. He right. said, uh, very one thing that people kids. didn't know about yeah. Rowdy Rod is Lived that, in Oregon. Yeah. is that he was really devoted as much as he could be to his kids. He was married to the same woman his whole life, yep. he said, which is so hard when you're on the road. It's really hard to keep marriages together for as much as the, the superstars travel. So you had the really sad news of Rowdy Roddy Piper, and then you had this really bizarre kind of horrible news about Hulk Hogan. And him uh, saying saying some racist comments, and 
I don't know. I can't help but think that for two completely different reasons, WWE stock is really down right now. Well, I don't know. I mean, first of all, Roddy Piper is my favorite wrestler is of all right? time. Yeah, the kilt. The kit, well, I love being the, a bad guy. I love the anti-heroes, the people who sort of morph between heel and face, as the expression would be in wrestling, mm-hmm. Maggie. Um, and nobody was better on the microphone than Roddy Piper. And as a kid uh, watching wrestling, that was essentially my favorite part of wrestling was the promos and these guys basically just ad-libbing. Yeah. And nobody was better than Piper. He didn't have the brawn of Hogan. He wasn't as acrobatic as like a steamboat or a snooker or a macho man savage, but he was he was un, he was literally unparalleled for his time on the mic, and he was a genius at getting you to hate him. So, and you could see even as he moved on from wrestling, you know, when he did They Live and he did a lot of television, he just was charismatic. Yeah, you don't often, he had it. You don't see that. So this, it's a it's a really, for those of us of a certain age and era, it's an awful, awful loss. I remember we um, had WWF bed sheets. My the, brother had them. Really? And they had all they had the Piper? characters on them, and it was really? like Piper, Andre the Giant, Love Hulk, Mr. Yeah. Mr. T. Mr. T, even. Like, and, yeah. All right, so, and that, all right, so that's... That is independent in itself, and it's sad. Piper had sort of – he had really sort of been pushed out by the WWE. I think they, they did not renew his Legends contract, which is inf- was infuriating. But now we get to Hogan, which is a whole other uh, really bad story for the WWE. But I look at it twofold. They reacted very quickly in pulling – I mean as ridiculous as this is, pulling off all his images – from their website, not selling stuff. You can't really remove someone from your history, especially the most famous wrestler you've ever had. But they did at least make— Yeah, it's like the, how the NCAA says that USC didn't win the national correct. championship. It's absurd. Um, we all watched it. So they made that. But here's the one thing I would say, Maggie, um, in terms of WWE stock going down. Hogan has not really had any kind of major role in this organization in years outside of the occasional— They were just at Madison Square Garden raising his name up Maggie, for the Raptors. outside of the occasional cameo or just sort of in his role as a legend. Yeah, because so he's no, old. But no—so I'm saying no one is buying tickets to watch Hulk Hogan anymore. They're, they're buying tickets to watch Brock Lesnar, John Cena, Seth Rollins. So I don't think— I don't think it's going to be as damaging for the brand as you might think it is, although it's going to be very tricky for them for the next, however, I mean, for the next eternity to figure out how not to mention this guy when he is so, such an iconic part of their history. It's like, I don't even know what the perfect example would be, but I was like, just thinking, is it like the, the, NFL, M- the NFL not talking about like, like Peyton Manning? No, how I would, would that say it's possible? like the NBA without talking about Jordan. Magic and Larry. How about Jordan? Well, no. The reason why I say Magic and Larry, it's because that those are the two people that you look back and you say, these people helped to grow right, right. Okay. the NBA. They're the ones who really put the NBA on the map is when Magic and Larry took their college rivalry into the NBA and met so many times I like, in the finals. That's I like why I don't think it's like Jordan. I think but, it's like Magic and but Larry. But would you say this here? So let's, let's use the exact same example. If Magic Johnson or Larry Bird said something that was awful and just really got them excommunicated from society, yeah. do you think it would— would reduce the NBA's dollars a drop? No. Not at this point. So that's why I think yeah. that I think the WWE moves on. But it's been a, you know, that's these are that was not a good story. The Piper story is horrible. Dusty Rhodes just passed yeah. away. And you're never a sure with ago. the with the WWE network. You're never sure how well that's going to do and then if they're not going to show any Hulk footage. Right. It's it's it, well, it, you know, we're taping this on Monday. People will listen to this far after, but uh, Monday night raw tonight will obviously have a tribute to Piper. Mm. And it's going to be interesting to see how they do that without mentioning Hogan, Hogan. or referencing Hogan, yeah. given that the seminal moment in the sport's growth is WrestleMania 1, 
Roddy Piper and Paul Warndorf versus Mr. T and Hulk Hogan. Yeah. That essentially greenlit or that essentially made wrestling into this mega popular culture force. So I don't know how they're going to do that, but uh, but it was it was that was really really awful to uh, to sort of read that uh, Hot Rod um, died at sixty one. All right, we we try to segue to our. It's kind of a bummer segue yeah. because we're talking about somebody who we wish was still here with us. But we go to the – this is a, the Maggie Gray's um, <laughs> I- input into the show. She likes to always ask a stupid This is my one contribution stupid question to the show. Of the week. You know, why doesn't SI now have a stupid question of the week? Because it's not called It's Sports Stupid. Oh, all right. Go ahead. That's right. really just where the genesis of this whole thing came right. from. So It's great to get a little like, – like it's it's fascinating to get little insights into how your I mind know. works. No, I think you, you guys – I think you guys – I think it's interesting sometimes because I don't talk about myself you don't. on SI right. now. Right. So you get a little insight into the crazy world that is Maggie. One Gray. day it'd be fascinating to hear about your childhood. Like if it was more like it's amazing. I- idyllic or was it more like girl with the dragon tattoo? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Probably a little from column A and a little from column B. All right, go so ahead. So our stupid question of the day today is if you could change your name to anything else, what would you change your name to? You're Whose gonna, idea was this? Was your, this was your idea. I think you're going to have to go first because I'm not sure I have a great answer. Okay. Well, I have already thought this out, so I'm so glad that someone else brought this up. Right. But we have a guy who works at SI Video who I love dearly and who I think is awesome. Name drop. And his name is Jim Butts. Right. And that's an unfortunate last name <laughs> if you're growing up as Jim did in Atlanta, Georgia or thereabouts, you know, through the early 90s. Jim's a fantastic guy. He comes from a great family. But I thought maybe – with your last name being Butts, they could have gone a little bigger on the first name. You know, something that really pops. Just so that people get so distracted thinking about the first name, they're no longer even considering to make fun of a young lad because his last name is Butts. So with that in mind, I think that my perfect name, if I could change my own name, would actually be to embrace the Butts and rename myself Mississippi Butts. <laughs> I don't even know where to go. I do like Mississippi though as a it's first a name. It's a good name. I could be like a I could be a riverboat gambler. I could be I could be anything. Lounge singer. I could be like a left-handed reliever from the 70s. Could you be like a research scientist for Harvard, you think? <laughs> yeah. Sure. I think I could. And everyone would be really intrigued like how did Mississippi get into <laughs> all this, uh, <laughs> you know, genomes of of hamsters? Mississippi, though, is a very cool first name. I also thought about Aloysius Butts, but I'm going to save nah, that one nah, for Jim. Good. All right, I don't really have a great answer. The only thing I would say is like my last name is very hard to pronounce. It's pronounced Deitch. It's hard to spell. Your name is Dick Deitch. You have never thought about possibly changing your name. Right, easy. Yeah, I mean, like, no <laughs> I'm one. I'm shocked. Wow. The, you know, the, the fact I that. I just think I thought of three that would be great for you. Right. The fact that. the fa- Well, I would change the last name. First of all, the, Maggie, the fact that anybody uses the Dick nickname for Richard, this is like something from 1940. It fits you so much. I mean, it's like it's like a boardwalk ep- empire episode. <laughs> yes, you're Nucky. All right. I think I would. Nucky base, Deitch is I, better. I would change my name to just something that you could pronounce, like mm. Sonny Crockett or something like that. <laughs> I think that one's taken. <laughs> or like uh, Rock Smith or something like that. I like. I like. I would. I would just. I'd be a very easy p- to pronounce name to mm. get away from. Uh, so you want to be to get away Richard from Richard Jones. I, I could live with that. I kind of like. I always like the. Uh, you know, like uh, the television shows with very like easy to remember lead characters like Thomas Magnum. You know, something like that or. Uh, 
trying to think of what other uh, detectives. Do you okay? So you just brought up Thomas Thomas Magnum. I'm dropping what a lot of eighties. Rock Smith. Like, are you a porn star wannabe? No, what no, no. Dro- rock, like Rock Hard would be a better name for a porn star than <laughs> Buck Rock naked. Smith. That's what uh, George Costanza always said. Right, right. No, no. Naked. I don't know. But I, I don't want that. But I do like the idea of sort of like short. If I was going to change it, like short, crisp, and memorable names, which is what I think a lot of actors do. Best name in sports right now. Or all time. Vita Blue. That's a pretty good name. Blue Moon Odom, I like too. That's a nick but I'm not that wasn't his like uh given name. I always thought the name Sergey Gonchar just kind of rolls off the tongue. What about um oh God Shamagod? Oh God Shamagod? Yeah. Yeah. From Providence? Is that who we played for? I think so. From Providence. Yeah. The the uh I'm trying to think of like what would look at the greatest sports names of all times. Who's the Michigan running back? Tim Bianca Batuka? <laughs> Maybe. Wow, Maggie. You're not that old. I mean, you're not that young. Uh, yeah, God Shamagod did play for Providence. Yeah. Is there a good sports name going on right now that somebody has out there that, uh, you know, Yasiel Puig is a cool Yasiel sounding Puig's name. Yasiel Puig is a cool name. Yeah. Maybe I would change my name to like a, la- a Latin name. <laughs> yes, you could probably pull that off. If you liked any of this and you want to hear more, of course, you can check us out, si.com slash podcast. We're also on iTunes. You can follow Richard and I both on Twitter. Richard is at Richard Deitch, and I'm at si underscore Mississippi (laughs) (laughs) si underscore Maggie Gray. All right. Be well. Take care. See you next time.